Welcome to the Agents Who Crush It in Real Estate podcast, where you'll hear the good, the bad, and the ugly of how real estate agents overcame challenges and grew their business. Check out the episode notes at crushitinre.com slash podcast. Here's your host, Anthony Lamacchia. Hey, everybody. I'm excited to be here with Danelle, who is in northern New Jersey in Hoboken, and he is on the Gerard Matera Group. Hello, Danelle. Hey, Anthony. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm humbled and, and really appreciative of the opportunity to be here and share the platform with you. Well, Danelle, I'm, I'm thrilled to have you. And, you know, I remember back, what was it, two, two and a half years ago when Gerard was coaching with me and you guys were just getting started on our training platform. And you came in and, and he was telling me, this guy's going to be good. This guy's going to be good. Maybe it was three years. When was that? I don't remember. Yeah, it was uh, 2018. I, I, I started on this team and I had gone from um, just being a strictly renter's agent. And obviously, I mean, I've only been in the business four years, but my second year in the business, I, uh, I jumped on his team and my first month, I, I put five deals on the contract and he was ecstatic. So he's like, who is this guy? You know? Yeah. He was very excited and he still is. And you know, the thing that I mentioned to you before we came live is I pointed out how Gerard's a team leader that gets it. You know, he, he wants you, the person on the team, to be highlighted as well. He wants to rise you up as well. And that's why he was so excited for me to have you on this um, Agents Who Crush It podcast. You know, we, we put out a lot of content here with Crush It in Real Estate and Real Training and System, as we know, as you know. And um, for me, it was exciting to have you on. I, I mentioned something to Lindsay a few weeks back. I'm like, we got to get Denel on. He's a good man. He was one of the you know, first buyer's agents to um, kind of be involved a few years back. I mean, I started this training in 16, but, you know, you, in my head, you're one of the one of the originals. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled at your success, but let's break it down. So you started in the business in when, 2016? I started in 2017. 17, and you were working rentals for the first year? I did four rentals my first year. I was part-time. And it was a nightmare because I was by myself. So I didn't know the language. I didn't know, you know, I was just going off. I mean, before I, I, I started real estate, I was a barber for 20 years. So yeah. I knew how to deal with people, but not on that level. You know, when you're dealing with people's finances, it gets a little bit sticky. <laughs> well, you're right about that. And I actually forgot that you were a barber, but I always say barbers, bartenders, waitresses, people that are you know, on the front line of dealing with consumers tend to be very good at real estate and you're an example of that. But let's let's continue through the story. So you spent about a year doing rentals on your own. You had about five rentals. Then you got into sales with Gerard and I know you were off to a very quick start because that's when he was telling me he was all excited to have you with him. Uh, and at that time you had what, five? Sales no, so, so 2017 I did four rentals part-time. Then I went full-time 2018. I was on a different team and I did about... Uh, 2018, I did 16 transactions, 14, 14 of them were rentals, one buyer, one seller. I literally walked into an open house and they're like, can you sell my house? I hate my agent. I was like, all right, <laughs> sure, I'll take it. So I started to get a taste of that. Then 2000 and uh, then I was getting tired of rentals and I searched for a different team and uh, someone in the office said, hey, go see this guy. He's really good and he's building his team over from scratch. So I'm like, okay, I went and I talked to Gerard in 2019 and um, that year I did 18 transactions, all buyers. 
18 transactions, all buyers. And then last year in 20, I believe you had a little bit of a slower year with COVID. Going 2020 on. COVID hit and that kind of put a dent. I was on track when I started the year. Um, I, I was like in a rhythm and I ended up unfortunately doing only six transactions because of COVID. But um, during that time, I mean, I was pounding the phone, just, you know, seeing if people needed, even, even if it was a roll of toilet paper, I'm like, I'm here for you. You know, just hitting my spirit. Well, I I love that you did that. And we're going to talk about that more in a minute, but so you had just six transactions last year, but I I want to point out to our listeners, he's in Hoboken, New Jersey, and that's an extension of New York city. And everybody remembers how bad COVID was on New York city and how long you guys were locked down. I mean, we were locked down a good amount of time in Boston, but you guys were way worse and you didn't really start coming out of it till late last year. So, you know, that makes sense. But what I love is, um, well, there's two things I love. One, year to date, you're already at 10 sales closed. You got two more yes. pending. Yeah, yeah. And you have a ton in the pipeline. Yeah. And you were talking to me about how when COVID hit and everybody was on lockdown, you picked up the phone. I want you to yeah. elaborate on that. I want you to tell that story, please. Uh, so yeah, so COVID hits and I'm in a rhythm and, and I, and I, I, I'm a very anxious person by nature. I can't be inside the house. My wife complains all the time. She's like, just chill and watch a movie. I'm like, I can't, I can't sit down for an hour and a half and not do anything. So, um, I talked to Gerard and I'm like, what are we going to do? And Gerard's sister says, start picking up the phone. And then he, he was speaking to you throughout COVID too. I know. And you were also recommending certain strategies. So I'm like, I'm going to go ahead and, you know, start hitting the phones. I opened up my, my dialer. I grabbed all my buyers that I have. I had about 400 and some odd buyers. And I just start picking up the phone and calling every single one every single day and five days a week. And I would give them a break on Saturday and Sunday because I didn't want them to get too sick of me. But it's funny. The call that you make is, is a call of, of care and nurture. So you take yourself out of the equation and now you're thinking about someone else. So when the call wasn't a real estate call, it was a, hey, how's everyone doing? How's your family? Do you need, you know, call me for anything, even if it's a roll of toilet paper, I'll go to the store and bring it over and I'll go back home. And people were just, you know, so happy to hear of from somebody. Yeah. And now these people that you were calling, when you say 400, so it was not just your sphere of influence, your friends, your family, your past clients. It was leads too. Yeah, everybody. It was it was no real estate related call. No real estate related. Anything but real estate. It's how are you doing? How are the kids? Do they need crayons? Do they need anything? Like, you know, just being there. So when COVID comes out, now all these seeds that were planted, now the call becomes, hey, I know you were searching last year. The market's really hot. Interest rates are low. Are you still looking for a home? And they're like, wow. And they know me by name because I was there, the emails that I sent, you know? Well, and the thing is for for the listeners, you know, I can speak on behalf of Danelle to tell you that it's genuinely in his personality, in his DNA to give a damn about people. That's just the way he is. So he's making those dials and though it was a lot of work and though he knew it would help his business later, he just wanted to check in with people. So he picked up the phone and dialed. And, you know, at that time it helped on a personal level and later, obviously it's paying business dividends as well. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I love that you did that. And, you know, you've been a great student of our training and you are a hustler and I, and I love that you did that. I mean, it's so funny to hear you say, I gave them Saturdays and Sundays off. I mean, <laughs> cause you did that for a few months, just dialing and checking in with people. And you guys were on lockdown worse than anywhere in the country. Yeah. 
Just a crazy, yeah. crazy yeah. time. You had, to, you had to see Gerard. Like, listen, uh, it's getting a little bit better. Let, let's try to get out there and show a couple buyers. So I'm like masked up and I got footies and I got hands <laughs> and I look like a surgeon going to show properties. And I'm like, you know, if someone's willing to come out, then, you know, but I would come home. I would have to strip down at the door, take a shower, put my clothes in a bag. But again, I cannot be inside. It's not in me yeah. to stay inside and roll over and, and let the wave hit me. I have to go ahead first and, and plow through it, you know? Well, and I love that, that you have that attitude because that also lends itself well to being a realtor because one of the things that I tell agents to now is, especially new agents, sometimes I'm like, guys, stop thinking so much. Just get out and show properties. You know, I've had agents, well, the, the system, because you've done our training, heck, you've done it like four times, you know, different parts of it. And sometimes they'll get a little too by the book. And like, yeah, but Anthony, you say to get them pre-approved. I'm like... Okay, of course that's <laughs> one of the goals, but don't stop yourself from getting out and just showing homes. Get out there, be active, show homes. And what I say about the pre-approval is don't make too much of it on the first phone call. And you know that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I pre-approve very little and I try to ask as many questions as possible just to make them understand that I care about what you are looking for. And I and it took me a while, Anthony. And and then the day that Gerard handed me your playbook, and I read it, I read it literally seven times back to back, because I had to have it ingrained in me that the outcome is a result of the value that you're providing to them. So if you focus on showing them twenty homes, if it takes thirty homes, build a relationship, bring a coffee one day, and that changes. So. I mean, if you're showing them 20, 30 homes, you're definitely doing something wrong because obviously you haven't been pointed something, but it's just, it's, you know, when you get to a point where you detach from the outcome, everything starts to fall in place. Correct. When you detach from the outcome, you know, th that's important because instead you're too many agents obsessed with, well, what's my commission going to be? What am I going to make? What, you know, I'll give you an example to know. We have agents in the company who uh, sometimes when they're newer, we'll call them with a lead or our relocation department will call them and say, Hey, I've got a lead for you. It's an employee referral or an agent referral or something. And sometimes, well, what, how's the commission going to work and how much am I going to get paid? And I hear those stories and I say, what are yeah. you doing? You're shooting yourself in the foot. You want the person in the relocation department to want to recommend you, to send you deals. Yeah. And you're obsessing about the money. It's like, take the lead, sell them the house, you know, whatever the money it is, it is. Obviously, we're not going to be unfair to one agent over another. But yeah. too many agents obsess about that, and they're not paying attention to the big picture, which is do more sales, show more homes, be with more people, because the more people you're with, the more sales you're going to do. Absolutely. And the more sales you do, the more past clients you have. 100%. And the more sales you do, the more confident you become. And at that point, then you start to feel like, all right, you know, but it's just, it's weird. Sometimes we have to go through the pain in order to understand And I mean, it happens. I, I, I still struggle with it sometimes if I, you know, we, sometimes you get in that roller coaster, which I'm trying to level out, um, which I'm doing this year. You know, thankfully I was able to, to break down, I, I was mentioning to you earlier, um, breaking down my goal into quarters because now I don't focus on a whole yearly goal. I focus on a quarterly goal. And if I know that, you know, the quarter's about to be over, I need to make it up on the next quarter. So I just grind till I get there. So I don't come up for a breath of fresh air until I hit that quarterly goal.
Let's take a quick break and hear from the number one loan originator, Sean Benozian of Guaranteed Rate, as he gives us his monthly mortgage tip. Hey Realtors, it's Sean from Guaranteed Rate. I wanted to give you guys a quick tip today. One of the things that's been a massive help for me over the course of the last few years as my business has grown is I take clarity breaks. What that is is, you know, you've heard that old cliche, don't just work in your business, work on your business. Once a week, I spend an hour by myself, no phones, no computers, no nothing, just me and a notebook, and I come up with ideas that I'm going to implement that I think are going to help move my business forward. So make sure you're planning one hour a week for yourself. Book a clarity break. you got to put it in your calendar and walk away from that meeting with 10 new ideas that you should implement in the future. Thanks, Shant. Now let's get back to the show. That's correct, and that's important that you're doing that. You also told me that you got things a lot more organized in the last year, and I'm interested in hearing more about that. What did you mean by that? Just my numbers, tracking my numbers. I think it's so important to track your numbers because um, although I closed, you know, on Gerard's team, the first team I, I did the first year, I did 18 transactions. That was just me getting out there and showing every buyer that came in, showing them properties and just moving forward with very, very, very little skill. Just being there was half the job, you know, just opening the door is half the job. So tracking my numbers was a big, big eye opener as to where you really are. It's reality. It's a reality check. Numbers don't lie. Well, it's funny you say that uh, last week I was down in uh, South Florida, you know, we opened there. And I was talking to one of our agents and she, every time I ask her, well, how many deals do you have going? I don't know, I don't pay attention to my numbers. Well, when I mentioned our president's club and what it takes to get in, all of a sudden now she's focused on her numbers. And I said, listen, what isn't measured cannot be improved. You have to measure where you're at and where you wanna go, just like you said, goals. So now you're measuring the goal and you're measuring, well, what do I need to get there? And one of the things that I said to her that I'll share with the audience and you might be doing this, is I said, I want you to take an old fashioned piece of paper, you write down, you wanna make President's Club in our company, that's 33 sales. And every time you have a sale, I want you to put a cross mark, look at that, look at that, written down. Um, I want you to cross out the, the, okay, now I need one less, now I need one less to get to President's Club. And I said, put that right on the wall, on your desk or put it on your desk in a place that you're gonna look at it multiple times a day. Now, as I'm explaining this, you just pulled up a sheet of paper on the Zoom. Can you please explain what's on that to everyone? Yeah, so this sheet basically has, it, it has uh, in the morning, every morning I wake up, it's a sheet that tracks everything. So I have my gratitude list at, up top. That's 10 things that I'm grateful for every morning. That's the first thing I write down. Then I have script practice. Did I script practice? And that I appointment practice. So I have a yes or a no. I circle which one. And then I have uh, eight little blocks, which are my lead gen sessions. I write down how many hours or which hours I, I lead generated for new business. Now, my whole thing is I know a lot of people preach, get up in the morning, eight o'clock, hit the phones. My life changed the day that I read this book called Fanatical Prospecting by Jeb Blunt. Amazing. The guy says, if you're a fanatical prospector, there is no time block. You fanatical prospect, you are fanatical. You're all day prospecting. So what I do is I hit a goal of contacts per day. I don't care if it's 6 p.m. If I didn't hit that contact goal, I'm on the phones until I hit that contact. So that's how I go. So if I have 50 contacts a day and I only did from 8 in the morning, I hit the phones from 8 to 11. If I only did 30 contacts, which is rare, um, especially if you're using a dollar, you will hit the 50. 
you'll, you'll do about in a hundred dials. I probably contact about 30, but, um, if from eight to 11, I don't hit my 50 contacts. I know that at three o'clock, if there's no appointments, I'm on the phones again. That's right. So the name of the book is fanatical prospecting, fanatical prospecting by Jeb Blunt. I need to look that book up. I read that book once a quarter because it revamps you and I do audible because while I'm driving to work, I get to listen and, and do that. I don't even listen to the radio anymore. To be honest with you, I'm all audible books. Yeah, I don't much either because I'm usually making calls. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's funny what you say because for years I was a preacher of a, well, not years, but a few years, I was a preacher of a power hour. You know, every day, yeah. have an hour or, or three, four times a week, have an hour that you focus solely on dialing. But it's hard to get that in your schedule. And what I find works better is I just dial throughout the day and I also keep a stack of calls and you know, in my world, I'm calling realtors, but I keep yeah. a stack of realtors, um, MLS printouts, their info sheet on my console and I just call as I'm driving and yeah. I find that works better. So it's funny that you say that I'm going to look, I'm going to get that book. Yeah, it, it really is. It's a game changer. It really changes your mind just because for years I was, you know, you listen to so many different superstars like yourself and you, you never said this to me, obviously, but I've listened to others and they always, you know, oh, the best time to call is 8 a.m. to, you know, 8 to 10 or whatever. And it is, it's a great time to call in the morning because everybody's getting up, they're on the way to work, you get a lot more contacts at that time, especially if you're focusing on expires and things like that. There's little key times, but there's other hours of the day that if you're not doing anything, you know, pick up the phone, look for business. <laughs> it's not that hard. Well, it's funny. I actually have said 7.45 in the morning to 8.15 is the best time. So it's funny yeah. that you mentioned that. Yeah. Um, but you're 100% right about that. Now, also, I want to point out and I want you to talk about you're getting listings now. And I will venture to guess that some of them are coming from past buyers. Am I right? Absolutely. It's the return business from two years ago. I always tell agents, new agents that start, I say, guys, the buyer leads, yeah, they're harder, there's conversion involved, but they are your future listings. Yeah. And you've got to grind out the buyer sides first. And why don't you elaborate on that and elaborate on how they come back to you and what you do to stay in touch with them? Yeah, so actually, um, I know we had mentioned earlier that this year has been completely different for me in, in terms of organizing myself, my numbers, but also in terms of organizing my past sphere of influence. It's a gold mine. It's literally a gold mine and it's easy business because the relationship is already built. So what I do is every quarter, um, I have reminders that I set up and every quarter I just reach out to them. Hey, how's everything going? And I always remind them also, um, and something else that I implemented this year, I always remind them and I say, hey, listen, if you know anybody that's looking to buy or sell real estate, let me know at the end of my conversation. So every quarter I, I always ask them that. And then what I've also implemented now is once these clients go on the contract every week on Monday is my follow up calls. That's my day. Um, I let them know I'm just checking up on you, just making sure my team is taking care of you. Is there anything on that, that you know that, that you need at the moment? And when I'm finishing the call, hey, listen, if you know anybody that's looking to buy or sell real estate, please feel free to reach out. And I, I already go training them. So I don't wait till they're closed to then ask for a referral and ask for the Zillow review and ask for, they're already, by the time they close, they've already been drilled for six weeks straight every week, you know? So I'm practicing that and that's been working good. It really, they appreciate the fact that you call once, especially if they're new buyers, they don't know what's going on. 
So you give them that weekly update and they really appreciate it. So when I started in the business, I used to be a big follower of Craig Proctor and I still very much you know, respect Craig. And Craig used to say for years, agents are missed the boat. During the transaction, people are full of excitement yes. and, they're, and they're talking to their friends, their relatives about their purchase or their sale. So other people are talking back to them about potential purchase or sales. He's like, that's the time to talk to them about referring you. And yeah. honestly, I don't think I did good enough on it when I was selling, I don't. So I'm thrilled to hear that you're doing that. And I, and I think that's you know fantastic. I'm proud of you, man, honestly. I, I'm thrilled to see how well you're doing. And Gerard was right, he told me when you started, he was all pumped up and he told me that um, you, know, you were uh, someone that was gonna be real good and, and that's obviously proved to be true. And I love the way that he is you know, even this podcast, there's a lot of team leaders out there. They wouldn't want the agents on their team doing the podcast. They'd be saying, let me do it. You know, he didn't yeah. say that. He goes, have them on. I think it's great. You know? Yeah. Gerard's, Gerard's not like, like any, any team leader I've, I've ever met at least. Um, I was only on one other team, but you know, I've, I've heard the stories of other team leaders and it's just Gerard genuinely, uh, genuinely cares. Especially, you know, me and Gerard have built a relationship that goes beyond just him being my team leader. We're more friends. I mean, I've, I've invited him over to my house to, to, you know, to celebrate my wife's birthday and he knows my kids. So it's, it's different. You know, he's become more of a brother, a brother figure to me. So especially a mentor, a big, big mentor for me. And even the, the, introducing me to you and, and things like that. Um, he's, he's not like everybody else. He really wants to see you grow and, and expand and get to another level. Um, and, and it's just, it's rare to find people like that, you know? No, I agree with you. And the reason I'm bringing it up is there's a lot of team leaders that listen to our podcasts and I want them to hear this because some of yes. them, I try to tell them, you know, it's not all about you. You got to make it about the agent too. You got to help the agent grow. If the agent's growing, they'll be with you long-term. If they're not, they'll leave. And, um, you know, so it's good that we're talking about that. Now, I believe you're coming down to our, uh, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I believe you're coming down to our Crush It In Real Estate event in South Florida in August, right? I'm I'm trying to make it out there. My wife's pregnant, so she's due in September. Ooh, September. Yeah, okay. we're spending the family. Oh, <laughs> uh, good for you. Wait, wait, wait. She's due in September. She's due in September. Then I don't want you to come. Come to the next one. <laughs> no, come to the next one. I'm sorry, I misspoke. You know, I got mixed up. I, I was texting with Gerard last week about it, and I know he signed up, and he's well, he's a part of the event. He's going to be. Um, one of the panelists and so he's obviously coming but I thought he said you were and that's why I was mistaken but we'll catch you on the next one you're not leaving town when she's due the next month yeah no you know I love going to your events so I'll definitely be if I don't make it to I'm gonna try but if I don't make it to this one I'll definitely be a uh, if I don't make it to this one I'll make it to the next one definitely we yeah, have next one will be in February well listen my friend I'm proud of you I'm happy you're doing all you're doing and uh, for all the listeners out there, you know, Janelle, where can they find you? Can they look you up on Instagram, on Facebook? Why don't you get Yeah, us? they can find me on Instagram. On I'm on all platforms. It's my first and last name, Daniel Gramad. Uh, and, you know, you'll, you'll see me on all platforms. And then our our, uh, our, uh, our website is uh, Daniel at GerardMateraGroup.com. So you can check us all out there and see all our listings and, you know, what we're doing in the community and things like that. Fantastic. Thank you, sir. Good talking to you. Thank you, Anthony. Appreciate you being on. All right. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us on the Agents Who Crush It in Real Estate podcast. We hope you've learned some valuable takeaways. Be sure to take action and grow your business. You can check out the episode notes and more content from the show at crushitinre.com slash podcast. 
And if you like this episode and you'd like to hear more stories, please share with others. Post on social media or leave a rating or review. To catch all the latest from Anthony, you can follow him on Instagram at Crush It in Real Estate on Facebook and YouTube. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.